Welcome to the Strategy Mob Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? This is Jason Harris, and thanks for joining me another episode of Strategy Mob. Today, I have two very special guests, both on the marketing side, one on the agency side, one on the dealer side. So this can be a fun conversation. I have both Donna and Jody with me, and I'm going to give them both a minute here in just a second to introduce themselves so we kind of know what their backgrounds are. But again, thank you so much for taking the time to, to uh, jam with us today, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right, to get us uh, started, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Donna. If you can give me that origin story that is Donna. <laughs> Do I have to tell you what my likes and dislikes are? Or no? <laughs> you can go wherever you want. <laughs> cheesy, cheesy. Okay, um, well, again, thank you for having me. This is my first time doing this, so um, might be a little rough. Uh, I started in the business right after college, or actually the summer I think going into my senior year, perhaps um, selling Silijet, which is an uh, an aftermarket product, a clear a, you know clear paint coat product, um, and I was selling it to dealers when I was down in Charleston, South Carolina, which is where I went to school. Um, I was trying to sell it to local dealers there and in the uh, South Carolina Columbia region. Um, so I did that for about six months, and then um, and I was also. Uh, caddying. I was uh, uh, the only female golf caddy on Kiowa Island simultaneously. So that was cool. Um, and then, you know, it was, I was having a rough go of it. And then my dad was like, okay, well, it's time for you to come home now that you've graduated and start helping with the business until you figure out what you want to do. So um, he was a uh, president of a, of a larger group in the greater Washington DC metro region at the time. So he put me under his marketing guy at the time, and um, I started uh, helping with the advertising, the digital advertising side, everything from uh, websites, writing for the actual websites, writing the copy for the websites, writing copy for ads, doing uh, keyword mining, um, <laughs> uh, posting to Craigslist, the whole gamut of, of uh, data entry, if you will. Um, so I did that for a while. Then I founded the social media department for, for the company um, a couple of years thereafter um, and because I, I recognized the importance of social media and I recognized that that's where the advertising, the digital advertising game was going to be shifting. So um, we took our digital Google advertising efforts um, and allocated, you know, a, a portion to the social media side. Um, so reputation management, social media, that was the next several years Then I wanted to get in-house or in-store experience. And I went over to one of our, one of our locations, our Audi location. Um, and I was more or less the facilitator of online appointment setting engagement, um, you know, and then thereafter, uh, after post-purchase, um, you know, how were you, how are you, how was the purchase? you know, before the CSI, uh, you know, uh, surveys are sent out and what have you. And then um, I, I moved on from, from them in September of 2017 uh, from that former auto group and um, started my own little thing, my own little digital advertising company, um, a one woman operation. I do everything from 
the creative to the writing to uh, the media buys, everything. Um, and then uh, I I'm also now building a, a software for uh, inventory. They'll provide inventory and business intelligence to dealers or any end user that's going to be uh, subscribing. And uh, it's been taking a lot longer than we anticipated, but um, I'm probably I'm hoping for the end of summer launch and um, yeah, uh, hopeful for that, for that number. I'm, I'm confident. It's, you know, it's crazy when, uh, you know, the automotive, uh, I call it the bug gets into your blood. It is super hard to actually get it out. Right. It's just like yeah. once it's in, it's in, you, you've been bitten by it and you just, you know, even though you're not at the dealership, of course you had to go do a marketing agency that would support automotive. Like I said, it just gets in you. Um, Jody, it, it, your, sorry, Jody, sorry, your turn. Um, how did you get started in the industry? What is that origin story? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Jason. And I will absolutely agree that um, I think automotive is a marketer's dream. Absolutely. It's like, it's just, it's very addictive. Um, so basically, I've been in customer service my whole life. I actually started out as a uh, front desk manager at the Weston Trillium House at Blue Mountain. So um, strong customer service is all about the guests. Um, and then from there, I went to school uh, for marketing and I got hired out of school to work for um, radio and television sales with Chorus. Um, so I actually worked with Lucy Lewis. I think he's been a guest on your on Yeah, your Lucy's actually scheduled for. next week, I think. Yeah. He's a great guy. And, and I actually, I learned a lot from him. So um, I did that for a few years. And then we both actually moved on at the same time to Universus Media Group, where we worked for uh, CADA, or CAD anyway. Um, I was on a, di a different side of it, though. So I was actually working with um, the digital signage for automotive dealers for Toyota and Lexus. We had uh, their, our contract with them. So I was working with all of the English speaking dealers across Canada, as well as the um, head office in Scarborough. So I worked with the head office people and all the dealerships and it, that's so addictive. I mean, like getting to know like the ins and outs of all the different personalities and all the dealerships, like, it was a lot of fun, but I will say that I love the outdoors and I love where I live and traveling back and forth to Markham every single day was like six hours on the road a day. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of insane. So uh, needless to say, I ended up finding a marketing position here at uh, one of the larger dealerships, Mike Jackson GM. And I've been here for, I guess, well, I don't even know anymore. I guess just a little, a little over a year. And uh, it's fun working, I think, in a, in a small town dealership. And it was the same as working at a small town hotel because you wear many hats. Like you're not just marketing, you're taking on a lot more. Um, so the GM and I work very close and I'm very fortunate to work for a GM and an assistant GM that are under 40. We are like, they're on, they're, letting me explore all the different possibilities that are out there. Let's just say that because I come in here and I'm, you know, not traditional automotive. Um, so I'm bringing 
probably a lot of ideas to the table where sometimes they're like, whoa, hold your horses there. <laughs> just consider it. And then, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. That's kind of me in a nutshell. Cool. That's awesome. And guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time to hang with me today and do this. Hey, guys, I want to kind of get our conversation started today is kind of what your guys' current norm is. Because... It is what it is. Um, you know, I, I, we're not going back to the way the things used to be. You know, our, our industry has pretty much been operating and doing business and marketing pretty much the same way for the better part of the last 60 years. And um, I think that's going to have to fundamentally shift. I mean, I don't believe anymore that we can continue to market with an offer first type mentality, you know, especially at a time like this. But I think even afterwards, it's going to be that important. But to, you know, to get us kind of started, I'd love to kind of hear what your guys is, let's call the current norm is right now. Donna, I'm going ahead and get started with you. Like, how are these conversations going with your clients right now? Current norm, do you mean like what I what I do every day or current norm, like what how, how are operations at the dealership going? With yeah, how, how are the operations going at the dealership? Um, it's it's pretty, um, in this local region, in the, in, in the uh, greater Washington region, it's, it's, it's been pretty, um, pretty bad. Uh, you know, some dealers, uh, say they're, they're down about 95%. Um, that's, that's changed over this past weekend, actually. Um, things are picking up back up a little bit. Uh, but service, uh, is down about for the dealers that I talk to and that I manage, um, you know, between 40 and 50% down and, um, sales is, is, you know, is, is taking a bigger hit than that. Um, but yeah, they're all trying to, they're all doing the whole digital retailing thing that's really um, been forced upon them. And um, they actually haven't, the feedback has it has been pretty positive. Like they seem to almost prefer it. One of my groups. So, I, but I mean, that's, that's, that's one GM's opinion out of three. So I don't, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, do I think that um, the business is, you know, going to be changed forever as we know it. Um, I don't know. I, I, um, I don't, I, I, I don't know if this is the new normal or not, but I've been pushing this, you know, the digital retailing side for the better part of, um, you know, a decade. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the, I don't, I don't give the popular response. I'm a, I'm a pro Carvana person. I'm pro dealer. Trust me. I, I, I still have ownership. You know, my, I'm a, I'm a, um, an owner, a part owner of a Hyundai store, and fighting for ownership of three others. So um, I am pro dealership, but I have been very adamant about the fact that, you know, we've been, um, you know, the modern person doesn't necessarily want to spend their afternoon at the dealership. So I kind of hope that it is uh, the new normal um, where you can pick and choose how you want to purchase and, and uh, you know, own that process. But, but it's we don't know yet there's just not there's not enough data yet in my opinion no i think that's that's very very true and uh well said donna i mean i i think right now you know uh dealers do have to actually sit there and question themselves like how are they going to continue to process sales if they're doing sales right now but even moving forward how are they going to do it and, and to your point digital retailing i love how the fact that we're acting like this is like a new thing Right. Like I want this new thing called digital retelling. I mean, I I've been in the business for almost 18 years and I mean, I remember drop shipping Corvettes across the nation 15 years ago. 
You know, right. and like literally, like we'd have to send somebody, they would go down to a local notary and, you know, sign the documentation so we can confirm that that is the person that actually received it and stuff like that. But like this was 15 years ago. This was like this. So the concept is not necessarily new. In fact, I don't even think it's just the customer has been pushing for this. This is the way they want to have a transaction. You know, that's a, I would say a more seamless transaction, you know, rather than having to go in and do a four and a half hour transaction. So I think it necessarily, maybe it's not new because like to your point, Donna, it's been around for a long time. Maybe this is more like the enhanced way, you know, right. to, to, to sell or buy a, a car, right? We're putting a name on it. We're applying a name on it, but we've been, you know, the luxury stores, we've been, you, you drive, you drive yeah. 50 miles to deliver our cars, you know, to, to deliver a, a big body Range Rover, you know, since, 2013. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, to it's totally normal, right? Yeah. Hey, Jody, I'm curious for yourself, you know, from kind of a marketing position, you know, being at the, at, at the dealership, you know, how has that changed your marketing message at the dealership? I've, obviously, have you gone lighter? Have you maintained the same, you know, level of frequency of messaging? How's the message changed for you guys? Um. Well, I mean, I think it all started, um, it was maybe around the March 20th day that it was basically like, okay, so uh, people are starting to walk in our doors, they're coughing, they're sitting in our offices. And I just started going, okay, at this point, like we, we need to close every single door except for one door, our front door, um, funnel them all in, put sign up, signs up everywhere, just saying like, if you have a cough, cough into your sleeve. I find that funny now because I still see the signs up and it's like, yeah, right. If you have a cough, go away, please. Like, yeah. don't come here. Although we can't say that. Um, <laughs> I think it was basically the next day that I had to take all those signs down and we closed our doors temporarily. Um, maybe shouldn't be saying this, but we actually had a possible case. Um, not our sales manager's wife. <laughs> So it turned out to be negative, which is really, really good. But um, yeah, so basically we had to close our doors to do our due diligence because at this time nobody was testing, you know, the husband and everybody and we had no idea. So it's like, okay, for at least 14 days, we've got to at least close. Um, and at that point, it was just put a, a pop-up message up on our website saying, you know, we're closed temporarily. Your business means the world to us. Please know that you can get in touch with us. Now, I will say that myself, our assistant GM, and our, and our GM have all been here the whole time. So, I mean, whether we were sick or not, <laughs> we were all in it together. Um, mm -hmm. So, it's been actually a lot of fun because I'm getting to know the service side a lot. <laughs> um, I'm getting to know all aspects of the business, which for me is a, is a bonus. And I actually think that with everything that's happened, there's a, a real, real silver lining, just like we were saying, that um, business is changing and it, it needs to change. We need to be able to do video walkarounds, um, which people are doing anyway, but I can tell you right now, a lot of the guys don't. We have guys that have been here for 30 years. They're not buying into it. Or one guy <laughs> doesn't have a cell phone. We're like, listen, this is a kind of a, a survival of the fittest type thing. Like, well, that's you actually a really good point. I mean, you know, your, your dealership is not isolated that way, right? There are a ton of dealerships out there that have, you know, that, that salesperson that has been with the business for a long time, have done amazing things for the business, 
but they just never really embraced any type of new technologies. They really struggled to embrace the CRM system. They really struggled to embrace any type of video system. It's like, I hate to say it, but you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Jody. Do you think, you know, the day of the old dogs are done? Um, I don't want to say that because like at the same time we're in, okay. So we're in this, like this bubble where a large portion of our audience, like, so we have four brands and Cadillac and Buick. Well, guess what? They attract an older audience. So, I mean, our biggest seller are Chevy trucks, GMC trucks. That's huge. We do the fleet program. We've got our fleet guys for that. Um, so there's still a place for them, obviously right now, they've got their customer base but when it comes to new leads and everything right now our younger guys that's i'm feeding it to our younger guys right now you've got to be able to jump on zoom meetings you got to be able to do walk around videos and feel comfortable on video like you got to do that and and one of the other cool things like thank goodness because we were just talking about digital retailing is we just jumped on moto insight i don't know if you know that the digital retailing tour, yeah, very uh, cool product. we just signed on with them right before this so we were scheduled to launch april 6th and i'm like and i i mean like i have wanted this like everybody you know everybody shops amazon everybody shops digitally i will say that the customer wants to be able to play around with pricing but i don't know how comfortable they still are buying a car online at least where where we are right now they're not taking it to the full advantage that's what i'm seeing do they love playing around with their pricing without having to sit with some guy and talk to them and and force them to come into the dealership like these bdc departments are like all you want is an appointment you, you, you mean customers don't like in. to uh, sit down and fill out a worksheet and then get some handwritten numbers that are barely legible and somehow i have to have a salesperson justify what all these numbers mean they don't like that that's crazy yeah like really yeah so are you finding people that are adopting to the tech because here's i mean donna i'd like to hear your thoughts actually on this one too is you know for me digital retailing is more process than it is technology and you know, I, when, when I consult with dealerships, I push them to develop out the process and actually prove to themselves that they can execute the process before they can even talk and start getting into technology. Uh, there's just so much process that goes into that. Um, Donna, what are your thoughts? Because I know you, 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 some of your dealers are doing this right now as far as like, how, how do you get that process in there before you get the tech in there? Well, I've been pushing, ironically, I've been pushing, um, that process of finalizing the deal before they came in anyways, <laughs> which was not, um, uh, it wasn't particularly popular either at the time, but it, it, you know, it alleviated a lot of, um, unnecessary time and wasted time. And, um, you know, it alleviated the pressure for the salesperson, uh, you know, and the sales manager and the finance department. Well, depending on how you want to look at it, um, but to know um, to already have built a rapport uh, and involved, you know, a back and forth uh, through digital correspondence, through, you know, texting, emailing, um, talking on the phone. I mean, I facilitated seven sales, you know, four to four to ten sales a month, probably when I was at the Audi store by never picking up the phone and definitely never, ne- definitely never talking to anybody. So just I mean, I'm a texter. I'm an emailer. That's, you know, I like having things documented. Um, I like, I guess, unfortunately, multitasking. 
which I'm trying to get away from, but either way, uh, to already have things just lined up and, and already have things figured out before um, the customer even gets in there, gets to the to, get to the actual physical location or the delivery is made, makes things, um, I just, it just, everybody benefits from that, especially from, you know, time consumption wise and for, you know, um, how when it can get a little awkward with um, the back and forth on the payments as opposed to having the you know having the customer come in fresh and then there, there's three and four back and forth between the sales tower and and the customer and and those days are just gone and they should have been gone quite frankly probably the better part of a decade ago um, in my in my opinion but I'm, I'm um, curious Jody yeah. are, are you seeing that I mean I, I know I know this is the I know Moto Insights a new tool for you but I, I'm just curious early as early as it's been have you seen less negotiation happening because the tool answers a lot of these questions that much faster it's very new um, very new but I will say that we already had a website that kind of shows you i mean you can play with your payments already up front so um yeah i think that i agree with donna like this this the change like the change needs to happen um and and so one of the things that i find kind of funny is that if somebody texts us so we have podium on our on our website it's our chat and you put in your text and so this is like so we're trying to say text them back if they contact us on Facebook Messenger, message them back. Email them if they want email. Like, do their preferred method of communication. And I keep seeing them. I saw it today. Again, one of my guys. And he's like, here's my phone number. Call me. First of all, you need to be calling them. That's um, classic. And, second of all, and I'm not trying to pick on them. But it's like, I, I'm trying to just show them a new way of going about it. If they want to text, text them. If they want to message you, message them, right? Um, and I know there's a lot of channels that can, it can be confusing. So I'm just trying to guide them along the way, I guess. But. You know what I th find really kind of interesting is you're talking about, you know, connecting with them and communicating with, with the customer in the channel that they want to communicate with. Here's what's something that's always blown my mind. Every single website provider out there, Every form on a website solution still only asks for two things, email and phone number. That's it. Like, am, am I the only one that thinks this is kind of crazy? I mean, we all know best practices is to communicate with the customer in, in the network that they want to communicate with. I mean, for example, I mean, uh, well, we've been doing a lot of communicating before this podcast. I mean, you guys know that if you communicate with me through LinkedIn, I answer quite quickly. Um, phone calls, I don't answer too often. Uh, text messages usually takes me a little longer because I'm usually doing one of these podcasts. So it's like communicating with them, you know, at the level that they want to communicate, which I think actually goes into kind of our my next message, next question I had, which is more around marketing, you know, because I think the message that we're putting out there now on how the customer communicate with us, but also how the customer can actually engage with us both on the service and sell side is going to change a lot. So um, Donna, I'm gonna start start off with you first here. You know, mm -hmm. how do you see the, the new norm of marketing messages look like and how is that different from maybe in the past? Uh, that's actually something I've, I haven't fully, the actual, like the initial engagement or the overarching messaging. Yeah, what is that overall overarching me messaging? Like, you know, what's well, the I, first message we hit them with? Well, I focus my clients on, um, on that it's not about you. <laughs> 
to the dealer. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes we butt heads a little bit because, you know, it's, um, well, my, my logo isn't big enough and, and, you know, it's got to say Sunday, 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 and all red and, and yellow and, and yellow, um, you know, uh, exclamation points or, or whatever. Uh, so from a creative and a design standpoint, you know, I get into it with them and, and that, you know, the gone are the days of, of in your face, loud used car salesperson, open, you know, open your computer or turn on the TV when, you know, anytime that there is actually an opportunity to watch a commercial and you see a Google commercial and you've got simplicity, cleanliness, and it's all about you. And you've got a, you know, any, and a message that makes the person or the, the viewer uh, evoke emotion. Um, so make it about them, make them, you know, you have to be empathetic and you have to make everything is just about you um, or just about the customer, not about you, not about the dealer. It's just, it just doesn't, it's, it's, it's not about you anymore. And, and, no, and you will that's a really good point. I mean, we can't market uh, for ourselves, which in the past, to your point on is really what we've been doing, right? Mm-hmm. Huge discounts, low lease rates. You know, it's like, how is it? But that's not, that's, that, that, that's in our benefit. I mean, that's putting messaging out there that benefits us. You know, mm-hmm. I think the new normal, what the new expectation is going to be for customers in our marketing efforts is that, you know, it's almost like we have to identify the, the, the with them, the what's in it for them before they even want to hear any offers, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that they're anxious. Like, you know, if, I have to buy a car from you. What does that look like? You know, if I, if I if I need to service your vehicle, I mean, I'm just looking outside my window right now. My Nissan Maxima still has snow tires on it, even though it is snowing right now. Um, but <laughs> it's May. This is crazy. <laughs> this is. Um, but like, I'm gonna have to go change those tires soon. And like, I I don't even like I haven't gotten communications from my local dealership of how the hell I actually do that. So uh, Jody, this is actually a good uh, lead into yeah right. Jody, this is a good lead way into the question for you. Is you know at your dealership, you know. What what are you guys communicating right now as far as a marketing message goes? Um, well, right now, I mean, with the with the COVID situation, we're just trying to let them know that they can communicate with us in any number of ways, however they want to. But I think we've kind of touched on that. One of the things that, and I agree with both of you on this, I cannot stand the in-your-face uh, corporate messaging. And I mean, like, okay, so let GM do that. Let let Cadillac, let Chev, let GMC, let them tell you what the deals are. If they want the deals, they're going to find the deals. The only thing that's going to make Mike Jackson GM different from anybody else are the people and how we are in the community. So um, we are heavy supporters of the local hospital. We sponsor uh, the CSRA, which is um, snowmobile racing circuit in, in Canada. We're the, we're the uh, major truck sponsor. So the winner gets a truck. Uh, we do, we sponsor Moto Park, which is dirt biking. And like, this is all the trucks, right? So uh, the GTHS, the Humane Society. So first of all, it's, it's not about us. It's about how do we help you look at these animals? So we're the, I, I don't like sponsorships. I don't want our logo on everything. I don't care about that. I want a partnership. So okay. we're the adoption partner. We help to push the animals that are being adopted. You actually want to be adopted. a part of the community. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I think highlighting, you know, who our guests are. I mean, it's not a perfect message, but that's, that's what we're trying to get across. So like right now, it's all about you. How do we help you? 
Um, so yeah, even to when they come into our dealership, I try to give them a five-star guest experience. I basically call them guests because that's what you are. Um, there is just super quick. There was this one guy that, that called me the other day. He needed to uh, get his car serviced. And he happened to mention that he's like, I don't know if I'll make it in tomorrow. My wife passed away a year ago today. And oh. I said, Oh, Bob, it's okay. Like, I mean, if you can't, if you can't, he's like, no, no, I, I should be able to make it in. That night I went out myself and I got on chocolates and a gift card to Timmy's and a card and I got all of us to sign it. And it's those little things wow. that are mean the difference, right? It's, it's marketing through word of mouth. That, that is what I think makes mm -hmm. a difference. Well, it's marketing for the customers, not yeah, for us, yeah. you know? And it's and, caring about them. Well, yeah, but you know, that comes from a place though of self-awareness, right? Mm. Like Jody, you didn't go out there to do, to do all that just so you could take a picture of it and post it on social, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, you, no. you did yeah, that yeah. because you were personally convicted to do so. So like, yeah. and I love hearing that. And I think there's actually some great stories out there of dealerships that are doing an amazing job of actually yeah. being a part of their community, not just in their community. You know, to your point, Jody, it's like, you know, uh, writing a check to your local hockey you know, club or, you know, paying, you know, paying X amount of dollars to park a couple of cars at the rib fest that's not really being a part of the community that's just being no. in it in some small form right um guys i know we're getting towards the end of our time here but before we go um this is actually one of my favorite parts of uh of the show um i get to both ask you guys what is pissing you off right now so <laughs> this is your opportunity to just literally say whatever comes to mind. All right. Uh, Get, throw your little rant in there. All right, Donna, you know, I'm going to start with you first here. All right, you Donna. Have, you have started is... this segment around, <laughs> around 323. Um, <laughs> What's pissing you off, Donna? <laughs> what isn't? Um, <laughs> well, What's pissing me off about what, what for the first thing that comes to mind, because I just, I checked LinkedIn probably right before I got on here is, um, uh, is, and this is a LinkedIn thing. So, so it's probably not too, too related to the, to the overall con conversation, but there doesn't seem to be much, um, many, many original thoughts floating around. It's, it's a lot of, um, a little bit of an echo chamber, it feels like, but, uh, you know, within the industry of, oh, you know, maybe there's going to be, you know, actually digital retailing is definitely increasing. And, and it seems like digital reach. And it's like, really, you think? I mean, uh, so, you know, and then, um, you know, certain I've seen a lot of other accounts or vendors and stuff reposting, um, you know, just not coming up with their original content, which is OK. That's 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 a that's a normal, you know, popular practice. We all do it. But it's like, you know, offer some value. Think, put your hand, put your mind, put your, you know, put yourself in the shoes of a dealer who is laying off, you know, multiple people right now, furloughing people and, you know, is hitting lows and, and having to answer to ownership that are used to seeing X amount in distribution checks every quarter. Put yourself in those people's shoes and, and try to try to resolve and, and solve for the solution as, as opposed to just being an echo chamber of what you think is to come. You know, um, I think that that's probably pissing me off the most is that um, and people uh, being a little insensitive to what other people's ideas are and then just blasting what their product is or what their software or their solution is, is you need to be able to pivot in this industry, especially now you need to be able to, uh, you know, speak educated, you know, 
be educated and experienced enough to to pivot and to say, you know what, maybe that is a good solution. Maybe we can apply our software that way um, and and not be so finite in your in their thinking and their applications of whatever it is their role or their their vendor or their software products are. That's that's probably a standout for me right now. <laughs> no, I agree with you though. I, I think we do need as an industry deploy a whole lot more EQ and not not just with our customers. I mean, for sure with our customers, but even just as an industry together, it's like, you know, if, if you're going to go put a webinar on, if you're going to go live, like have a plan, like try to bring some value either, you know, in real education or either entertainment. I'm cool with just straight up entertainment sometimes too. All right, Jody, you are up. We want to know what is pissing you off. Um, I hate to say this, but OMVIC. OMVIC is really bugging me right now, and I think it's bugging a lot of dealers. Um, they just released something that said... Uh, You'll have to explain real quick for Donna what OMVIC is. She doesn't Yeah, know. sorry. I'm... Yeah, sorry. OMVIC is our governing body in Ontario that tells us, gives us our, our rules of operation, and they're supposed I to protect... Suppose both the dealer from curbsiders and the customer from dealers, I guess. And right now they're actually pushing ads that are, I would say scaring consumers about dealers, like we're these evil bodies. So they're trying to say, we can't, we cannot at this moment do um, test drives even remotely. So we're trying to figure out. So basically you have to take them to the altar they need to buy the car. And then we figure, I mean, how long does the test drive take? 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Sometimes maybe they take it overnight. They're not driving it 24 hours straight. So we, as a dealership, decided we'll give them 48-hour cooling off period. If they don't want the vehicle at that point, they can bring it back to us. Ombic mm -hmm. is pushing out there seven days or 700 kilometers. How, what test drive is 700 kilometers? And that's what they're pushing to consumers right now. So I think that that's a bit of a sore spot and that's kind of driving us nuts. We need um, kind of CADA or TADA or whoever it is to kind of lobby for us to be able to do remote test drives and do it in a smart fashion. But this is just like, it's, it's killing us. How, long, how much longer is this going to go on for? A month, a month and a half for us to not be able to sell cars? Like, I mean, That's no longer even a new car anymore. Exactly. I know. Yeah. So wow. it's, yeah, that is, that is very frustrating. And, and they're basically saying it's illegal when it's not. This is just their example. But they're pushing that out yeah, there. Yeah, their language so. is totally wrong. Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, that's my rant. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm with you there. Um, you know, Donna, we, we have a we have several different governing bodies up here that actually oversee kind of the uh, the sales efforts and marketing efforts actually of dealerships, which is actually really different because I, I'm originally from the States. When I moved up here, I was like, I'm sorry, I have to pay for a license to sell cars? <laughs> That's a funny joke, but no, it's a reality up here. Um, <laughs> anyways, guys, I know we're, we're at the end of our time uh, today, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to jam with us. But before we go, for everybody out there that's listening and watching right now and would love to connect with you guys and learn a little bit more about what you do and kind of follow along, what is the best way to do so? Donna, I'm going ahead and start with you. Uh, best way to get in touch with me is definitely on LinkedIn. Uh, just look me up, Donna Bavely, B-A-V-E-L-Y. Or you can go to my website, progrado.com, P-R-O-G-R-A-U-T-O.com. Uh, just put in your email if you want to start a conversation because we have not launched the website content yet. So, yeah. 
Awesome. Thanks, Donna. Jody, for yourself, what is the best way to connect with you? You can connect with me anyway. I mean, you can text me. That's huge on my email signature. So um, you can text me. You can connect with me on uh, Facebook, Jody Kennedy, um, LinkedIn, Jody Kennedy. My cell number, I guess, is 705-985-1269. I can't believe I'm actually putting that out there right now, but <laughs> I'm ready for you. So there you go. Was I, should I have said that? Is that, was that? Yeah, absolutely. No, that just goes to show, Hey, I'm willing to have a conversation. Give me a call. Let's have a chat. That's awesome. Hey, again, a a chat, text. That's right. Don't call guys out there. Anybody out listening? Don't, don't, don't uh, call Jody. Text Jody. That's the only way she's going to respond. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thanks again so much. I really appreciate you jamming with me today. This was a lot of fun. You guys have yourself an awesome day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jason. Thank you.